You're listening to a Sin Media podcast. Previously heard live on Sin 90.7. Got to get my mama out the west side. You're listening to Hot Sauce, the place with the sauciest chats and the sauciest tracks. To hear the tracks we play throughout the show, you'll need to listen live on Sin from 10 p.m. till 1 a.m. every Thursday. Three, four years back, would you have won a dashiki? No, I Hell wouldn't. No. I have no. It's so true. It's very. That's very true. Three, four years back, year twelve, year eleven, year ten. No I not chance. All the white kids, all the white kids at school, would be like, "Oh my gosh, you're wearing one of these. Oh, where'd you get that from?" Well, this, this, this. Yeah, you like nah, but then, I'm not like, doing that. Certain certain cinematic films came out, and people were like, "Cool, I want to rock this." See, now. Exactly, you get confidence in where you came from because mm-hmm. now it's accepted. Now it's like, oh, everyone's wearing it. So it's like, oh, now it's easier for you to jump exactly. into it. It goes back to what we were saying about reflection. That if you don't see anybody else embracing their culture and you don't see your culture celebrated and really connected with, you're not going to connect with it either, which I think mm. is really yeah. sad. And definitely, like, growing up, I feel like I already stand out enough, like, visually. I'm not trying to make life harder for myself. I'm like, like I my love mom, Avicii. My mum told me that at one point in my life. She was kind of like, so I went to a school where it was just like I was really like a minority minority like I was one out of like 50 what like 50 odd kids that was the only one that was kind of like just black so mom's like yeah just don't do things that will make people notice you because they notice you already like you don't think that they do you kind of just walk around being normal hanging out with all your friends like your friends accept you for who you are because you know they're your friends right and you kind of have grown to have this familiarity with them and even the teachers but when people see you from outside the school like even just teachers that you don't interact with at the school they see you and they kind of see you in a type of way because you're very different from the rest of the cohort I think it has a lot to do with education as well. I just feel like my own culture was just missed out completely. It's very within true. Within all of my curriculum or like where it was included. I was like, this is my time to shine. Yeah. And that was for one month and one month only. So I was like, like they okay, go, they go, we're done now. October's done. <laughs> all right, cool. We're done now. Yeah. <laughs> Get back to it now. Like they go, well, Black History Month is one month out of the 12 months of the year that we talk about black issues and black history, right? But then for the other 11 out of 12, we're just going to ignore it. I can't tell if it's on purpose or it's just, it's just a culture that they've sort of... I don't know. And I, again, we spoke about this in, I think, episode two. And we said a lot of people really find it uncomfortable to have these kind of discussions. Like, it's it's really rough for these people, for, for a lot of people, just kind of like really just really deep the truth. Because what happened during that time was really rough for a lot of people. Like, not rough is an under, like a crazy understatement. Yeah, no. Just, oh, yeah, it's rough. <laughs> yeah, it's that was in- it's rough it was insanity back then. <laughs> Yo, you, had was- to run, you had to run 30 miles to get away from him? Damn, that was rough. Man. It was insanity back then. And a lot of people forget that and when you really try and put this in a situation where you're trying to explain this to children or even just trying to look at it yourself from the point of view of these are people that your ancestors may not have done this but people from like your general I don't know vicinity just kind of have done this to other people it's really hard to kind of look at that and be like really 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 let this happen as human beings to other human beings and for for me as well if it's not accurate and um you're not being taught about it in the correct way um it's hard for you as an individual and like us as youth as youth um trying to build your culture on top of that as we go on Mm -hmm. because like obviously culture changes over time so now if you give in this 
misinformed weird version of the history and you try to build your reality your identity on that and then as you go forward i mean what are you trying to build it's obviously it's, it's just built on like a bunch of fallacies really yeah. like it's yeah exactly so it's it, it hurts us it hurts our culture that we are trying to build on but then again i guess like for our i know our generation i don't think we're changing a lot of this stuff we really have but a lot I of feel like stuff. that's really given to our parents as well Because for us, a lot of our re-education happened at home So we mm. go to school and learn all of these facts From history, from people that really didn't experience it The same way that our, our family might have And then we go home and tell our parents this And they're like, hold on, this is not this doesn't add up so i want to tell you how it happened from our perspective so we end up learning two sides of the story it's heavy already it's important as always though like in times where i feel like we should want to be so close to our cultures and where we should really want to embrace the things that make us different yeah it's really hard growing up as a young person and not just repelling away from your culture because you know it is just so much easier to fit in but then that begs so many more questions as to why is it easier like what principles and factors are making it easier like why are we not feeling like we can be our true selves yeah but we'll get get there's more to come more There's, there's more to come Stay tuned for more conversations, more chats. You guys are locked into Hot Sauce. We've got another fire track coming up. Up next, we have Shea Butter Baby by Ari Lennox and J. Cole. You guys are listening to Hot Sauce. That was Fuck the Industry by Solange. Before that, you had Black Girl Magic by Sampa the Great. And before that was Shea Butter Baby mm-hmm. by Ari mm-hmm. Lennox mm-hmm. and J. Cole. You're listening to the hottest BME show in Melbourne, in Australia right now. We just... We really doing. We really make do what we do. Mm-hmm. Making moves, making waves. Mm-hmm. Tonight we've been speaking homecoming and what it's like for a youth or for people like us to really reconnect with your culture. And just before we spoke about why we as young people are so reluctant to really reconnect or even just connect to that culture during our youth or adolescence as young child and young childhood. I got a hot question for you boys. Are we ashamed to connect with our culture or are we ashamed of where we come from? It's not ashamed, but it's kind of like I really just don't want the questions associated with me from if I open up the can of worms of, oh, you're from Zimbabwe? How's your president? Like, I saw sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, I'm from New Zealand. Just like really not bother with the thing because I'm not lying, but like I just don't really want to go deep into into ethnicity, bro. Like, why is that everything that I have to be? Yeah. But um, I'd definitely say like um, I wasn't I wasn't ashamed to say that I was from Zimbabwe. I always I always looked at it as like an exotic type thing. I'm like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, a little bit ashamed if people yeah if people come and start asking questions about Zimbabwe and yeah. specifically, especially when people knew stuff about Zimbabwe yeah. and then they start having a conversation. There's an old lady I met like, once oh, and she was like, bro. oh, your country used to be called Rhodesia, right? And I was like, yes, oh. I know this. But yeah. why'd you have to tell me? Like, it's a fact that I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, when they start going with the deeper questions, like, oh, how's your president? Um, they start talking about, like, regions and stuff. And then it's like, oh, you really try... You you can see that people are, like, really trying to bring something yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, what, what are you doing right now? I don't know. It feels... It always feels like it's, it's a targeted question. Yeah, it's like an attack question. Like, yeah. it's loaded. Like, you're just trying to walk into something. <laughs> like a web. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has like, it been? that's what I feel like. Yeah, exactly. But mm-hmm. how's, it, how's, how's the experience that's been for I, you, Jenna? Oh, Ooh, ooh. I don't know. I feel like definitely I fell in quite early to the whole assimilation thing. I wouldn't say that I'm ashamed of my culture 
or of my heritage, I do try and rectify that common stereotype about Jamaicans. I'm like, mm, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> And people are like, oh, like, don't you wear a Rasta hat? I'm like, oh, like aren't you Rastafarian? Hold on. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. It's just dealing with the stereotypes and the misconceptions. It's mad. I would definitely say I'm not ashamed. I mean, it's hard now to say now because now I'm very proud. Yeah, now, but now yeah. The, cal- the current climate of stuff, it's, to- it's totally it's different. It's totally to different. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like looking back at when I was younger, whether I would say I was ashamed, I don't think I was ashamed. I think I was just misinformed and I think I was miseducated, you know, <laughs> to quote one of my, one of my favourites. I think I was. I was just miseducated about my culture. I didn't know enough about it. And I was kind of persuaded not to engage with my culture. And I was persuaded that that wasn't kind of going to be the best route for me. I went from a very, very multicultural school to a school where there were like four mixed race kids. Like not even like dark skin, black people that were not. There were just four mixed race kids. So to go from that to that, I was then like, I know I'm very different. Yeah. Again, it was just like, I don't think I was ashamed. I was just like, why Why do I want to make life harder for myself? Exactly. I found with me, um, it was a bit easier because um, I'm mixed. So I'm like, I can't, I can't have the conversation. But it's like people think that, oh, no, you're Zimbabwean, but you're not all the way Zimbabwean. So it's like kind of like the good... The good black type, like, oh no, you yeah, you frizz, but you not like all the other exactly. ones. Yeah, so it's like I can have the conversation, but I'm not. I don't. I don't have to go deep into anything because people just think like, oh, you mix, you like there for a little bit or something like that. Especially yeah. even like in Elgin's case, especially people always ask, people always question whether he's like half white, half black. And yeah. people are like like they can say certain things to him, expecting like he's grown up around the white people that they yeah. he'll be able to relate as like a half white kid. <laughs> yeah, but it's so it's so crazy because like it's not the case. Yeah, yeah, the whole we have a totally different yeah totally different upbringing because like every every one of my every one of my aunts, uncles, aunts, grandparents, they all colored, they all mix like me. Every yeah. single one's mixed, so it's like nah, I've never ever had like white family. But oh, like, yeah, people yeah. just assume yeah. that, like, oh, okay, you probably, yeah, you probably, you know, and it was, you, know the, you know the couscous life. For me, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Bro, I don't know. <laughs> Especially even when we went into uni and, like, where we're from, right? It's Back in the Zim, we'd call people coloured. Um, yeah, because I'm half. And it's like, oh, you're coloured. Yeah, so you have white people, then you have the black people, and everyone in between is just coloured. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm not purple. I'm not orange. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, it's just how it is. This is, yeah. How does, how just, it? It's really, so really like if you, deep. If you're, sitting, if you're really like, deep. If we're in the bus, like, and then Rosa Pass came in, like, she'd have to go all the way to the back, mm-hmm. and then I'd sit in front of her, and then the white person would be in front of me. Exactly. It goes down like that. Because <laughs> it was like, like, they really had... It goes to, down in colour. <laughs> the whole apartheid thing, just in particular in South Africa, is, is mad, and it, it really goes back to the whole, like... Even yeah. when you're talking about your culture as, as a Zimbabwean, like really, we're in such close proximity to South Africa that we really get to feel the effects of what happened as well. Yeah. So when people ask you about that and where you're from, they're like, oh, so did your grandparents go through apartheid? Did like all of this family go through apartheid? And ah, it's yeah. kind of like, do I really want to have this conversation as yeah. well? And so you, you definitely have to have the conversation. Yeah. I can, like, I can, I can get out of it. In particular, really when we went to uni as well, it was kind of like, I'm casually like, oh, Eldrin's colored, like colored people things, right? And then people go like, aren't you colored as well? And I'm like, no, I'm black. Yeah, it's hard to explain. Yeah, people, you don't know about it yet. It's hard to explain. Linking it back to whether we are ashamed about Um, our culture. (coughs) Uh, Say, not speaking from the standpoint that you're at now, 
just grow growing up in general as yeah. younger versions of yourself would you say that you were in any way ashamed I feel like what you're both saying is that you kind of you wouldn't outwardly say that you're ashamed but internally you don't you didn't realize that that's what you were doing Yeah you don't you don't want to like pull your whole like you know you know you're going to get some back backlash so i guess yeah in a way you do feel kind of ashamed yeah, exactly. yeah like you don't want to label it as shame because you don't want to see it like that when you're younger but i feel like there's almost an element of internalized racism where like you start to internalize yeah. these things and you don't register it as shame because you can be like oh i'm not ashamed but you just know life is going to be a bit easier if you don't start whiling out like that yeah. like if you don't start with this and you wouldn't see it as shame it's yeah. very but technically true. It's, it is. it's very true because even Speaking from personal experience, I went through like a heavy metal phase. No lie, no, you gonna laugh at me, but like heavy metal phase. A bit like that transition at the start of the show last week. Yeah, heavy metal. Yo, Dabs, you were rocking before the show, and now you came in and you switched up. Heavy metal phase from I think like thirteen, thirteen to about the age of fourteen, and I was kind of like, I don't really like this. That is like it's not me. But I'm gonna do it and listen to it so that the people around me can kind of be like, oh, he listens to the same kind of music. He's not like the other black guys around that, like that we see in the suburbs and that. And it's kind of like you really just do things to make people kind of fit in. Hello, my people. You're live and direct with Hossos here with myself, Eldrin, Dabs, and Jenna. Damn, they more fire tracks. That was a uh, boomerang by Jadena, and then before that was a rock your body by Burner Boy. When you hear Jadena, you automatically know that it's like oh, you automatically know it's like he's so slept on. But I'm like, I'm I'm kind of happy because I don't want to hear him everywhere. <laughs> I feel like as episodes go on, people will definitely get to feel. Whose tracks are whose? I think I've defined my tracks now. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty defined. He's, he's got a little niche in there. Like <laughs> I've defined my who's tracks. Whose is I reckon I'll have a DJ set soon. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Shout out all the DJs. Elgin is coming for you. <laughs> but, boys, we are talking today about this notion of homecoming and the idea that young people kind of around our age or similar ages to us are experiencing this kind of feeling of homecoming where we feel like we are able to connect more to our cultures return back to our roots and suddenly we feel a lot more like it's okay to be more in touch with our heritage be more in touch with our cultures so we had some chats beforehand about whether we are ashamed of our culture you know why we find it so difficult to connect with our cultures as young people and stuff like that and we kind of hinted to this anyway, but we will just cruise through from this point. But I think the the stage that we kind of got to is the idea that we didn't really want to make things more difficult for ourselves. Yeah. We didn't want to play up to stereotypes. We didn't want to be like our parents in some cases. Yeah. So dad isn't to heavy metal. That's fine. I'm not into... Uh, okay. Okay. I know what I've done. I've made a mistake. <laughs> I've made yeah, a mistake. At this point, Dabs knew oh, he fucked up. I did, I did oh, really. Dabs, Dabs' playlist looking crazy. I did really. I made a mistake. You'll never see heavy metal in this show. I'm way past that stage now. Okay, you're but, grown, you you're know, grown. back then, back then, I thought, you know, if I assimilated, if I listened to the friend, to the music that my friends were listening to, I would become more successful, you know, just in school. In my social groups, I could become, you know, a little bit more popular until people were like, cool, 
Yeah, hip hop's cool now. Yeah, but that perfectly ties in because we are talking about whether we feel like we do this because it will make us more successful in life.、Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of goes without saying like there's not really any kind of conversation or discussion that could be had around that. Yeah, it is. It is like fact that that is why we try to assimilate because we think that it will be it's the right thing to do. We think that it will make us more successful and ultimately get us further. In life, what about you, Eldrin? Like, how do you feel in terms of looking back at your behaviour and looking back at maybe why you would have done certain things? Do you feel like you maybe disconnected from your culture because you thought it would make you more successful or make your life easier in general? Yeah, I think just more so easier. I didn't think like、oh, I'd be more successful or anything. Like I didn't think that, but just to know that for now, like as is, like for these next two periods, I, it's easy for me to just say like I don't know. I listen to whoever it is.、Mm. It'd just be easy for me to do that because then you don't. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't face backlash or anything, and you don't get challenged. Exactly.、Yeah. Exactly. What was your experience like, Jenna? Ooh. I feel like definitely growing up, I was very like a goody goody two shoes. Like I did not, because I, I was like, I'm not looking <laughs> yeah, to yeah, step. We, we didn't know. I'm not looking <laughs> to step out of line like at all. I said this on like a, a previous episode of my show is that I feel like being a woman of color growing up has made me excellent at maths because <laughs> I have to calculate every situation. I'm looking at、oh, okay, okay, so I step out of line. What does this mean for me? Kind of thing. Like, what does this mean? What kind of backlash am I going to face for that?、Yeah. I just feel that there's definitely been times where I've been concerned about how many people I personally feel are kind of. Wanting me to slip up, yeah. So I feel like it definitely has changed my behavior and has changed the way that I I act because I am conscious of the fact that I am a woman of color、mm-hmm. growing up. So like little things that I feel like I could see my peers going off and doing that were perhaps deemed slightly more rebellious, I would never engage in those things because it's just a whole different ballgame for me. It's just a whole different story.、Yeah. If if they do it, it's like okay, they're they're young or they're whatever. It's like oh, like but she's black, like she's doing it because she's black. I'm like ah,、yeah. oh, you know, I just don't want that. I don't need that in my life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't,、deep. I don't want that. So I'm like, yep,、yeah, no. <laughs> that's a wild perspective already at a young age.、Mine、I was, know. Mine was more so just like I knew that I'm not gonna do this because I'm gonna face way more repercussions from you than you guys because my family's exactly family's African fam like. <laughs> I'm gonna get whooped like five times more than exactly. You. Just how fire it goes. Fire for that. <laughs>、yeah. Fire for that.、Yeah. Exactly. Like fire for that every time. So I just then that that way then yeah. Yeah. So for you it was more like internal within your own family. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas for me it was more societal because obviously I grew up mostly with my mum. But yeah, I felt like I was flying the flag for all black people as、mm. as a mixed race girl in a very rural English、okay. town. I was like, I'm flying the flag here、yeah. for all of the peoples, like no matter where from. Um, I'm、yeah. literally like, I felt like I had that on my back, and I think that is really interesting to reflect on as I'm older to see that I was so conscious of that at such a young age. Yeah, kind of really highlights what's wrong with the world. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's crazy that you had that perspective young, because I only got that perspective later on, like in like. Yeah, yeah. Team, when I moved to a to a school where it was、uh, where you forced to be in that position, where it's like more so、um, the people around you all are not of color, they're all white people, and then you're the only person of color. That's the only time that I really was forced to really think about.、Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm flying the flag for whoever. Mm, mm. 
And they didn't, it didn't help because then there were like the three, four, the three, four like people that were of color in there. They were there. They were, grew up around that. I yeah. didn't grow grow up around that. I came from a different, different. I came from Fusco, so everyone's just different. Everyone's yeah. from different backgrounds, and everything. So I'm really used to that. And then I came here. These dudes are acting different. They're like. <laughs> Their laughs are different Their dress is different I'm like bro, I know you But I really don't know you So I couldn't even turn to them For like support and anything It was just like Alright I'm just gonna chill out so You went through the people That already assimilated Like yeah. already is it assimilation like, bro yeah. Is it like get out You know when he sees The guy oh, at the party yeah, yeah, And he's like yeah. I know you Like I recognize you yeah, But you just acting so bad yeah, That's what I'm saying Like that, that was the whole situation I like I knew you guys But I couldn't even chill out with you Because I don't even know What you're talking about right now Yeah mm-hmm. I was lucky enough. I was lucky enough that in New Zealand, really, like most of my experience of like trying to like assimilate are from when I first came to Australia. Uh-huh. So Australia is just kind of like got a lot more. I want to seem like a certain type of way, but it's got a lot more white people than like New Zealand. Yeah. Primary school in New Zealand was I just hang out with a lot of like Polynesian children, so it's kind of just chill that way because yeah. they're not. A lot of Polynesian children can be quite dark, so they're not that far off from me, and then some of them can yeah. be quite light. So it's kind of just like me hanging around with just a bunch of other like mixed-race kids, mm. just chilling out and being cool, right? And then when I came here, and there's such a huge divide there, and it's like every once in a while I might see another Polynesian kid and be like, oh, sick, what's good? And then be like, it's kind of like being back in New Zealand, and then having to see another black kid and be like, oh, shit, this kid's like me, and it's like, sick. And we can have that kind of relationship. And it's like, when I went through middle school, high school, that was really the time when I was like, cool, I really have to be mindful of the kind of way that I'm acting Mm. because there's a lot less people that are kind of like me and can kind of see where I'm coming from as another minority or another person with darker skin than everyone else in this kind of situation. And like me, I did the opposite of Jenna in in this kind of sense that I kind of like just decided to while out a little bit. Yeah. Like, I kind of just went way left. I was like, cool, you want me to act this way? I'm going to act this way. Because, I don't know. So, you weren't you mean, thinking about yeah, success. That's, yeah, that's why. Do you mean, do you mean the, the way you said, like, you, you, you want people to actually act, act like this way? So, do you mean, like, um, like the white people wanted you to act like yeah, this type of black? And yeah, they'd you expect, just acted like this type. Like they would expect me to act like... Because they think, oh, he's come, he's grown up here for the, so many years. He's going to act... Like kind of like, like a us. proper kid, kind of like yeah, exactly. Like so I was like, cool, I'm gonna just while out and go do some hood rat shit in the corner with some other kids from the suburbs, and like that kind of had that kind of negative repercussion because now I can go back and be like, oh, this kid was this kind of way in high school, and I can be like, oh, I'm not like that anymore. But like, it's kind of me just growing up and maturing yeah. as an adult, really. Yeah. yeah, I find I find I think it's a, a balance. Yeah, I've changed. Yeah, I think. It depends. Yeah, it depends how you look at it. So if you want to eat success, um, like professionally or whatever, that's no doubt. Okay, mm. you have to look like people and, like you know, just yeah, fit the fit the bill. Just do that. But then um, I think in yourself and how much how far you can go, um, and you realizing how far you can go. I think you have to have a balance of yeah. accepting who you are, and then you still have to kind of realize that okay, cool, we're not we're not where we used to be. We're not in Africa, or whatever. We've, we're building a different future here mm-hmm. So we're creating our own culture here So obviously you're going to take stuff from there And you're going to take stuff from here And build something different Exactly And then move forward And then I think that just helps you in general As a person you Personal growth as well And then I think that's Yeah I think that's what I think It's just It's a movement you. you know Yeah It's oh, a movement it? Oh no 
Alright. Oh no. Wait, what's the movement? Where am I building towards? You you just gotta watch the movement. Okay, Jenna. What am I moving give, it, give it to us. Give it to us, Jenna. It's watch your movement. Come on. <laughs> it's your track. <laughs> You're listening to Hot Sauce. What's up guys? You are locked into Hot Sauce with Jenna, Eldrin and Dabs. You just had another one of Eldrin's hot hot picks. Oh, yeah, one of his just, fire tracks. Uh, yeah. you, you just know what's happening at this point. You just That was Rumi by Beanie Man and before that you heard Watch a Movement by Unsound Boy SK Simeon and Yofaso and Mambo yep Yofaso from yeah boy from the ends as you would say mm-hmm. from the ends from Footscray <laughs> Just put- in case any of you are lost, you know. Yeah. Does Footscray count as the ends? Footscray is really like it's it's pretty. No, calm. I went to Footscray, and I and like I put like on my story that I was lost because it was when I first got to Melbourne, and all my friends like so I've never had so many replies to a story because everyone was like, "Yo, like what are you doing in Footscray? Like, oh my god, get out of there!" And I was like, I actually quite liked it, you know. That's homecoming, That's so really. Think about it, right? Yeah, because it reminded me of home. Footscray is the most. Like it's there's certain areas in Footscray where we can just kind of be like black people, Africans, really, and just be like kind of comfortable. With people just look like us, be like us, act like us, and there's music that we just play in our house, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like a lot of people will be like, "No, Footscray is a really terrible area," but like that's where I go get my haircuts, bro. Like I'm so safe in Footscray. I'm so calm. Yeah, like I didn't feel in any way threatened. I'm so I'm so calm yeah. in Footscray. Like I actually decompress as soon as I walk out of the station. I get to Footscray. I'm like, ah, oh, good. I'm actually <laughs> home, fam. I can relax. I can turn the post Malone off. Let's. <laughs> 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 well, boys, we oh, are I talking about homecoming. Put them in my bag. <laughs> we are talking about this notion of homecoming and returning to our cultures because obviously we had the release of Beyonce's documentary earlier on in this year focusing mm-hmm. on that very topic of us as young people and as people in general really returning back to our roots and feeling like we can connect with our cultures mm-hmm. so boys i want to ask you what does homecoming really mean to you like what i think um like just what what we said now basically like for for example, taking Footscray, um, it's just people accepting their culture here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily think you have to like go back home or anything, but just uh, in yourself, acknowledge where you've come from, the story that you've had, and <clears throat> how that that how that can progress in the future. Exactly, you just reconnect with yourself spiritually, mentally, physically, and yeah. you know, really yeah, deep just it because. Your yourself, what you live, that's your identity, and that identity mm. is also the identity of everyone else that's lived before you, your ancestors, your grandparents, everyone, because you know they share the same blood as you. So you don't have to go all the way back to Zim or all the way back to South Africa, all the way back to Jamaica to go and reconnect and be like, "Cool, I'm coming home." That can help. That can help. It can help. But, it, but yeah, that that can help. It but can if help. you if you really sit right with yourself and recognize what you are and your identity. I feel like that really, really helps, and you're able to yeah. come home and yeah. really reconnect and deep yourself as an individual mm-hmm. of color. And it doesn't have to be the, to the next extreme where you're wearing like all the trinkets, yeah. all the necklaces, <laughs> wearing the dashiki every day, wearing a Jamaican vest every day. Nah, relax, fam. It's different now. It's cool. No, I think that's definitely interesting to hear, to hear your perspectives and to see what you boys think homecoming is. I think that it's definitely a topic that is quite up in the air at the minute. Obviously, we kind of hinted it, hinted it before, but 
with Black Panther, everyone was suddenly on oh this. Oh my days! Yeah. Oh my! This is so sick that I get to see people like yeah. me dress yeah. like me from my <clears throat> culture. Like they speak Osa, right? Yeah. Which is like a South African language that is very closely related to one of the languages that I speak. So there's words in the, in the film, like straight sentences. And I'm like, cool. I don't need subtitles for this. Yeah. <laughs> I can just hear it. Yeah. And people kind of just like, oh yeah, cool. Can we like copy that? Like, that's cool, bro. <laughs> I think that it is true to so, say that definitely something huge that has kind of ignited this whole homecoming notion is the reflection that we're talking about. You know, we mentioned earlier about these films coming out where people feel reflected. And it literally, it's so mad to sit there and be like, it's something that some people will never have even, it'll never even cross their minds. But the feeling you get just seeing like a black actor mm-hmm. Or, like, seeing a person of colour in a film that is not the nanny or, like, the maid. (laughs) It's so wild to see them in, like, a major role that then does really kind of be like, okay, maybe I can go back and connect to my roots and does instigate this kind of homecoming thing. And I think that it definitely just does mean being comfortable in your culture, being comfortable in where you come from and wanting to embrace your roots. Exactly, but to even like further that whole Black Panther thing right it's like to see the main character be a king of a whole country yeah that's actually functioning and is like one of the most technologically advanced yeah, well, you in the got, world you got you got what's his name of Zamunda Zamunda yeah like the ages ago coming to America yeah <laughs> oh my god that is so joy I love that film I have seen that one yeah, yeah. And it's actually mad because you're like, wow, this is amazing. Like, it's crazy. But the problem is with that film, That's my. this is my main beef, right? People don't use that film to kind of reconnect with their culture and, you know, where they've come from and be like, cool, this has happened for our people as a whole, right? Black, like, Wakanda represents, like, black people as a whole, you know, it's not like like a specific country. That's yeah. why it's a fictional country. They didn't go, cool, this guy is from the Democratic Republic of Congo. Yeah. Look at how great it is. All right? It's not that kind of film. This is a whole, like, something we can all enjoy. Yeah, it's but, meant to be quite metaphoric, mm-hmm. I think. But people try and take that into a literal sense and be like, yeah, cool, I'm from Wakanda. But, like, it doesn't exist. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, exist. It's a glorified. It's a glorified version of Africa and stuff. So, yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I, I get that. I get that point for sure. And then, it's the first step into kind of like, like identifying and really loving your culture. But you need to take that step and really go into yourself and have a look. Yeah. And deep that. Do you think it's enough to just have these films? Because again, like films are fiction. Yeah. And you know, in these instances, like you say, it's a representation. It's not direct real life mm-hmm. yeah do we think this notion of homecoming is it enough to just have that or nah, nah, is there a second not. element talk, to, talk it? to you bro go talk to your grandparents yeah yeah right? like they're cool there's movies out yeah. there but go talk to your grandparents see where they came from go talk to your uncles and all that and i think it's one thing to like you say start wearing a daishiki start like yeah. i don't know doing your edges like i did <laughs> or whatever but yeah i think there is a second level to it that's like yeah. homecoming part one yeah, part one is just like it's oh, the cool. outside. It be like, nice. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you have to make sure you have the inside as well, and I think that's a different mm-hmm. bit. Lots of people are like, okay, I'm gonna go home. Like, I am yeah. more in touch with my culture. But are you actually mentally inside, really being like, okay, I really kind of understand. Yeah. I am in touch with my culture. I understand these practices. I yeah. understand. Even just for some people sitting back and really understanding things like institutionalized racism. Yeah. That is huge. Like some people don't see it like at all. They don't understand it growing up. 
Yeah. And then I think part of this like mental homecoming is realizing that you might have felt a certain way about a situation and you might have just been like, oh, like, yeah. you know, that's upset you. But then that second part is tapping into the mental and realizing yeah. why that happened. I think it's, yeah, you, to do that, you have, you have to like challenge um, or like put yourself in not uncomfortable, yeah, sort of like uncomfortable positions where you forced to learn something that you wouldn't learn traditionally. Yeah, exactly. Stuff, that, stuff that's around you all the time. That's what I've been doing recently. Like, I'm just forcing myself to look at stuff that is completely left field that I wouldn't normally look at to, like, see, like, well, yeah, what, what are these people's views at? Like, why do they think this way? So the same thing with home, with you, the idea of homecoming is to, you have this, you have the centralized um, idea of your culture, but then deep it further, take it to different aspects, like, why why were you, why were your parents so uncomfortable? Why did your parents leave and then try and go further into your specific country's history, stuff like that? Exactly, and it's not home so visiting. Think it, yeah, no, think think of it like think of it like like um like you, you can listen to Drake one dance, but are you really gonna take it to like Beanie Man? Yeah, exactly. Vibes Cartel. <laughs> Spice, exactly. like go to that level. And it's oh, not spice is next level. Spice is hard. <laughs> spice, yeah. Or you want to go all the way, go spice popcorn. Is a good yeah. level to popcorn. be at. <laughs> popcorn. popcorn. Mm, maybe just don't listen into the lyrics too hard. Yeah, don't, don't deep it too much. No, nah, don't deep it too much. But mm, mm, I see what <laughs> but you, you mean. See, you see what I mean? Just deep it on. Yeah, just yeah. go on to another level. There's and then definitely other levels to yeah, it for sure. Yeah, I think that's the first step of homecoming is just the realizing where you come from. But remember, it's always it's home. It's homecoming, not a home visiting. So you're not there. To it's kind of like learn about this stuff then forget about it later on it's there to stick this is like wow. lifetime lessons Rah. Ooh, Rah that's, you, just, you just called out so many people Whoa. there <laughs> Rah, you were vexed that is, that was, that was, that's you were holding on to that one Dabs has come vexed. with a gem once again once again <laughs> Black Panther got me pressed fam <laughs> what got you pressed? Black Panther got me pressed oh Black Panther okay Black Panther has got me pressed. Okay. And on right the topic next, yeah. on of that Black topic, Panther. the next song that you're going to listen to is Black Panther by Kendrick Lamar. You're listening to Hot Sauce. What is up, guys? You are locked into Hot Sauce with Jenna Elgin and Dabs. You just listened to Queen by Estelle featuring Chronics. I love that track. Mm. It's a great yeah, one because we are queens and we are talking about homecoming and returning back to our culture. So before that, you listen to Home by Illa J. And before that was Black Panther by Kendrick Lamar. That's crazy. This song, this song list is insane. We go from Black Panther, the king of Wakanda, to home, to the queen. Ooh, it's crazy. That's a the, mad setup. We went from the king to home to queen. I like what you did there, Dabs. I see that. I That's see a that crazy there. setup. Respect for that. What have we been? What have we been talking? You know, Ooh. on today, homecoming. Homecoming. We're not talking about no dance. No. We're talking about bigger thing. We're talking yeah. about returning to our roots, embracing our cultures, and what it really means. This whole homecoming thing that we got going on with Beyonce, with Black mm-hmm. Panther, mm-hmm. with all these kind of things. What this really means for our community. What it means for us as young people what it means for us as young people of color and what it means to really return to our roots so we've been we've been having some heavy chats boys have we not yeah yeah we really have we have been talking about why we feel like we have to reject our cultures in the first place growing up mm-hmm. we've been talking about whether we feel like we do so to try and make ourselves more successful and we've been talking about the kind of influences that make us either want to return home yeah 
and make us reject our culture and looking at that balance we've been talking about the bigger picture we've been talking about homecoming not home visiting uh-huh. as you believe yeah. is what Dab said yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that and like just to write just to really explain that it's like home visiting is kind of like you really you know when you have that kind of on a whim like I really want to learn about this kind of thing and then you go and like learn and read and then you just kind of forget about it in three months homecoming is like you're really deeping that and that's affecting your life your spirit your mind your soul and that really becomes yeah. a part of your identity mm-hmm. and you really get to like cement all of that information and all of that into you and your family right? mm. yeah so we all do, played with you... an instrument for a little bit yeah. mm-hmm. and then gave it up and this is like actually sticking it out Mm. making it to like grade 7 at least unless you're like me so so what do you think uh, influences two instruments what do you think influences notion the influences Mm. notion of of homecoming of homecoming influence I don't know it's really for there's a lot of influences honestly because when you think late adult like late adolescence for us growing up we had the influx of hip-hop when it became the world's biggest genre when you start seeing a lot more like black people in media in general but like we came into this but like our parents and people before us as well like even like jenna is someone with a big brother how do you think he went through his homecoming compared to you, given that he's slightly true. older? Yeah, it would be Ooh. different. Well, he messaged me, because obviously he's back at home in the UK, and he was like, can you send me a tutorial of how to make rice and peas? <laughs> and I was like, of course, of course I can. So I was there sending him the video. It's weird, it's a weird one. I actually feel like it happened to me first, even mm. though he's older than me. Yeah, We're both in the same position where we only really had our nan to teach us about our culture. Yeah. And my nan passed away last year. So now we're both like, okay, we're responsible for this now. Like, we have Mm. to actually teach ourselves. And I think this past year is crazy that we have actually both fully embarked on a journey to really teach ourselves and to to come home. I feel like the girls in the family really helped it out. Like, how you're helping you, like, how you helped your brother out with their recipe for recipes. Mom's, like, really just, like... like, deep in it for me. Like, I can just ask her anything. She'd be like, oh, cool, I'll give you, like, a whole 20-page... Mm. essay like i'll tell you everything from the start to the finish about not even like my my like her history from her side of the family but like everything from my dad's as well and like i never really got to really talk to my dad about that if i grew up with my dad i wouldn't know anything like Mm. i'm dead serious yeah but mom's like oh cool i know his shit and i know my shit so i can tell you everything it's all good so I can really go back and ask her, and that's, like, my connection yeah. to home. But if yeah. I didn't have that, that would honestly be gone. Yeah. Like, I feel like in, like, males, males in the family don't really want to talk about that because it's when you start going into culture and history and family, you start really having an emotional attachment because it's close to yourself and, like, your soul. And just that kind of, like, masculine energy. We ain't of, trying to feel no emotion yeah, out here. not trying to feel no emotion. So you really just want to, like, be like no 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 I'll tell you later and just push it us to the Ooh. side like you don't really like want to deep it like that yeah you know what upsets me I feel like as a girl I have to admit that something that I feel influences me well had influenced me and other girls is also that it's become kind of like fashionable now or it's become like a lot more popular like when you look at beauty standards and what was portrayed as being beautiful you tried to have your afro you tried to like wear your hair natural you weren't getting no attention from anyone and that was not deemed as being beautiful at all whereas now we're on this whole next level wave go go and watch go and watch charlie those charlie's angels type movies no yeah you're right you're exactly right it is ridiculous like it's wild 
There's everything no... from before 2010. Mm-hmm. Oh, bro, it's it's ridiculous. There's no color whatsoever. Yeah. It's just every it's crazy. Or even if there is, it's like you'll see a woman of color in a film, but she's got straight hair or like relaxed hair. Yeah. You know, so yeah, she's a woman of color, but every kind of principle in terms of her like features is made is westernized. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, it's definitely I feel like beauty and attraction and that has changed a lot, which has definitely influenced it's definitely allowed a lot of uh, girls I think to feel more comfortable yeah. with this whole homecoming thing yeah. because we are really trying to embrace natural beauty now and we are trying to say that these things are beautiful. We get like it's mad to see like black fishing going on. Oh my days! And to the point that where like everyone wants to look happen. this kind of yeah. exotic, <clears throat> wants to look. What is what is the name for it? It's like racially ambiguous. Yeah, racially ambiguous. That's what's meant to be the the, the deluxe right and now. And it's mad because yeah. even if you think about like like when you're in like school, right, and everyone's like, oh, you got big lips, you got heavy bottom lip because you're black. When everyone else got like. Medium size to just like no lip, and now everyone's like, I want big, thick lips like Kylie Jenner. Yeah, she's not, she Kylie Jenner didn't invent big lips. Ugh. People of color have had big lips forever, like that's yeah. been mad time. It's yeah, a massive thing sure. that the, a lot of the features that are kind of prominent among black women we will acknowledge them as being beautiful on everybody else but the black women, mm-hmm. whereas and mm-hmm. the, those are features that have been evident of black women from time yeah. mm-hmm. so I think so would you say that this is definitely a phase then I it's hard it's hard to be like is it actual genuine serious appreciation or um, is it something that is just a phase I don't know but I feel like it definitely does influence people wanting to come home and the homecoming yeah and making people want to reconnect because we have changed our ideas around it and because we're like oh this is beautiful then people really are able to connect yeah. And are willing to do so, but whether I hope it's not a phase because uh, I hope not. <clears throat> I don't think it's a phase within our community, like um, us as Black people. But I think it's a phase on the outside. What's that saying that people always say? It's like the real one. The real ones will stay. Yeah. Like it would. The real ones will stay. So I think if you appreciate, so you you appreciating your culture and where you come from, and you acknowledge your differences and stuff, mm-hmm. and then I think that you're always gonna get the the black fishing and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. But. I think it's just to focus on what we're doing now. And even just to have a small amount of people that recognize that that homecoming and come to home and recognize that kind of identity of self is able to influence a whole number of people. Like we've had this this window of time, even if it is temporary, to really kind of come home and reconnect with ourselves and really identify with ourselves on another level that we weren't able to before. And us, like as the youth, be as an older brother, am able to go to my brother and be like, cool. Yeah, you don't have to do all of this stuff that I did. You saw me do this when you were, like, younger. My brother's four years younger than me, so he's, like, got time. So I'm going to get, like, okay, cool. You're at this point. When I was your age, I was doing this. Don't do that. Just do what you do normally at home and uh-huh. do that at school because that's the best extension of yourself. That's the truest identity, yeah. and you're never yeah. going to be able to really, like... Yeah. For for me, I would definitely I'd definitely say that um, the <clears throat> Tipimba Butterfly album sparked all of this. Yeah. From then, from then onwards, that's like the first time when I was like, "Rah!" Like, th- like Kendrick is talking about South Africa. Why can't I even acknowledge that in myself? Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, definitely, this whole that's definitely what sparked it for me. I didn't even want you to throw this question to me because you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> 
Come on. You know who my influence is in Homecoming. Oh, you know. Man. We cannot. Ha- we can't even speak of this topic. <laughs> uh, do you think? Do you think we've gone an episode? Do you think Jenna's gone an episode without talking about him? Or, I don't. I don't know. The, episode the one. Hey, excuse no, me. Right. I wasn't even going to talk about him. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, not even going to talk about. It's not him. <laughs> it's. Be- hold on. It's, oh. it's not him. You got oh. me wrong. Oh, I got you got wrong. me wrong. Oh, hold on. Wrong. Hold oh, on. Okay. He's coming. Don't you worry. He's coming. <laughs> He's coming. But. I have to talk about Lauren Hill. Oh, dear. That was my second Oh, one. she jumped out at the start oh, of the episode. Know. She said, miseducated. And I was like, yeah, oh. Yeah, miseducated. <laughs> as soon as you said, nah, I thought it was like, damn it. <laughs> I think that was an interesting one because that album is obviously 20 years old. Nearly 21, if not 21 already. As I always say, it's so timeless. Like, it's actually mad yeah, no, it's that she was able to really speak about this stuff so long ago. But yet it still be so current now. Yeah. When you look at like doo-wop, she's actually acknowledging the fact that young women then and young women now were trying to assimilate. And I think that being able to grow up with that album, when I first found that album, I was like, yo. <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like it was a personal attack. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But every time I'm like, oh, it definitely did hit me hard yeah. in terms of, I don't think I'd realize that I was just so hard trying to assimilate. Like, you lot, you lot didn't even know me when I was blonde, but I used to be blonde. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Y'all are exposing yourself. Jen was. Wow. A, I used to be blonde. Wait, what? And Dad used to be heavy metal. <laughs> That's crazy. Y'all are exposing yourself. You can't call me for that anymore. Mm. You had blonde but hair. Making, but you bring up the point of miseducation, makes you realize that I think it's, it's a constant, it's been a constant battle, but like, it's been like, up, we're just. Just like there's been phases that's what i'm saying like i'm kind of worried that this is a phase right now yeah because if you look back you get you get your um all right way back you get malcolm x and stuff like that then you get your erica badu then you get um <clears throat> rakim they're all talking about the same yeah. thing and now it's come back again like, i think if you look back like maybe well, when was it like africa bombarda stuff as well oh yeah yeah, and the Zulu so like Warriors came, as well. Yeah, Zulu 70s, Warriors. 70s, 80s. Yeah, so you yeah. see it's like a constant battle. It's like, okay, something happens, and then, then we forget about it for like about seven years. Then it comes back again, you got your miseducation. Forget it again, then it's like, I think, yeah, I think 2000, that 2000 era was the worst era that happened to like for black people. Yeah. Just like those crazy well, stereotypes. Well. <laughs> I'm telling you. And then, um, it's cr- no, he's, he's, he's right though, because if you think about it, 2000, 2000 to 2008, all we had in terms of people really talking that real stuff for for like black people, black youths, we had Soldier Boy, we had Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas, and we had like Sean Kingston. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's a, that's what I'm saying. Like it, that's why I'm saying this era right now. It's kind of weird to think that it might be a phase yeah. where you're just talking about oh black culture, black culture, and then maybe two three years from now we just like right we back to all the old straightening hair and stuff. It's weird. Exactly, and this is what. Like we're really talking about the whole making sure that you really understand and deep what we're going through yeah. right now. And probably accept it. Exactly, because this is be gonna be able to affect other people's yeah. future as well because this what we're going through right now is gonna potentially change the world yeah. forever. <clears throat> yeah. And I think the key it's key that you it's key that you accept like I'm trying to do it myself is where you accept the difference that you have with your community yeah it's not like you can't identify 100% like I take everything like I believe that believe that and I identify with all that it's like you definitely have differences <clears throat> and it's the whole we're not a hive mind collect, like a half that's mind what, collective that's what I'm right? it's not and a it's like mind. culture does not equal identity 
yeah. you're your own person, but you're also a member of this culture. Yeah. And in that culture, there's identity, there's identities within that that are different from yours. Mm. And we may share some things here and there as a general part of this collective, but as a whole, we're not going to have the same identity. Definitely, there are so many different factors that I feel like have influenced this kind of homecoming notion. Yeah. Be it from music, be it to like our communities and really kind of the elders that we have, mm. or just really coming to realize that we are our own people. Whatever it may be, there are so many factors that we have kind of... We've had a turbulent time. Yeah. We've kind of... These these issues have been prominent from the release of Miseducation to now. And we have kind of been going up and down in between. And I hope it isn't a phase where we've arrived yeah. at now. But we'll just... Time will tell. We will have to see whether we yeah. are home visiting. Mm-hmm or homecoming but of course somebody who i find very influential <laughs> seeing as you mentioned it eldrin is common jenna just has to show you how work she is like she has to be like look i listen to comment i'm working okay so jenna long story short this is an inside joke jenna loves comment and <laughs> like absolutely I'm adores comment she loves this man and in the run she instead of comment she's put the most amazing man to ever walk the surf <laughs> I'm like, hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> That's how you didn't know that I'd put him in the playlist. Oh, wow. But you can't control F and have come and show up. <laughs> it links to everything because when I first listened to Common was actually about the same time that I was first listening to Lauren Hill mm. and Miss Education. And they they were huge for me because they were the first people that I heard talk about this stuff. Yeah. I'd kind of... Uh, I'd had my own interests I'd had my own intrigues but as we spoke about earlier being a young person you want to curb that because that's not cool yet all of a sudden I saw these people who were making tracks about it and instantly I'm like whoa like that's so cool like how can if they can do it if it's cool for them to talk about it then it's cool for me to actually believe and for me to actually live and when you're such an outsider trying to focus on those things in the spaces that we spoke about earlier being young people growing up in some mad-ass schools. Mm-hmm. Um, when you find that, when you find that representation, when you find somebody who's actually singing about this stuff, really trying to hammer home that it's important stuff to listen to, you you cannot react in any other way yeah. than have admiration for them. Yeah. And that's, that's how we get idols, that's how we get yeah, exactly. influences. And I would definitely say that Common has influenced me in terms of my homecoming journey because it's the first time that I saw somebody talking about this stuff and really making me think that it was legit and and also teaching me at the same time. So up next, of course, we have a track by Common. But I actually, this this track is heavy because if you listen in to the lyrics, the lyrics are very important. It's a whole history lesson in a track. Yeah. In in this one track. So listen in, soak it up, and prepare for our homecoming journey. <laughs> this is Black America again. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I feel like Jenna, you're like lecturing right now like my uncle used to do it like <laughs> Beat this track, listen to the words. Aldrin, Aldrin, you're not listening. Listen to the words. <laughs> We're gonna turn the lights off in the studio. Gonna all hold hands <laughs> and really soak in this track. This is uh, Black Jenna's America cold, again Jenna's by cold. Common you and Stevie Wonder. You're locked into Jenna's appreciation of Common. <laughs> are here and soon. What's up, guys? You are locked into Hot Sauce, not Jazzler. Don't be confused. That was one of Eldrin's <laughs> picks. <tried>. There. <laughs>
It's because Elgin's Elgin's been in his feelings today. Like we're talking about homecoming today on the show, but Elgin's been homecoming to his feelings. Like, <laughs> nah, but that track that track is incredible. I was, no, I found that because I was listening to Tiana Taylor's playlist. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's, speaking of which, yeah. she's in town tonight. Really? Only Australian show. She's at the Forum. So if Ooh. anyone did head to that, I hope you had a wonderful time. If you didn't, don't cry too hard. Stab said we are talking about homecoming. So. In amongst those tracks, we had some lovely tracks. As always, we had The Lady in My Life by Michael Jackson just there. Before that, we had You Used to Love Me by Faith Evans. We were talking before about how we feel about our identity and like how we identify and who influenced us into coming into our homecoming. And we also spoke about how the influence of that has come into our lives and what homecoming is, really, right? And now we're going to go a little more into the sudden influx of blackness and why it's suddenly okay for the wider community to be like, oh, cool, yeah, it's it's okay to be black now. Yeah, and how do we feel about this sudden homecoming? Should we accept people who turn around and are like, oh, I'm I'm here to embrace my culture now? Or how do we react and how do we respond? Do we see this migration and this movement back towards our roots and towards our cultures do we see that as a positive are we going to embrace everyone or is there going to come a point where we're going to say you know what you can't pick and choose you can't decide to have your couscous one day and then suddenly (laughs) crave the jollof it's not it's not happening (laughs) yeah no um i definitely feel like um there's definitely people that are here because it's fashionable and stuff like that and those people will fall off. I don't think it's it's kind of like a lie. The real ones will stay, and then the other people will fall off. It's just normally what happens anyways. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, it's more common to be black and, you know, how people are able to turn around. Coming from me and my experience, you know, the, the, the dark heavy metal days, you know, people are going to look at me and be like, hold on, this kid used to listen to heavy metal. Why is he listening to hip-hop? And I, this is a vivid, like, hold on, I have an anecdote right now. I remember in year 11... I was just listening to Bryson Tiller on the bus, like just casually, just like, oh, I'm listening to Bryson Tiller. And this girl goes, oh, so what are you listening to right now? And I was like, oh, cool, listen, like I gave her the earphone. And it's Bryson, like I was playing, I think it was Sorry Not Sorry. And she's like, hold on, I didn't think you were this black. And I was like, oh, wow. what? Ah. <laughs> oh. Oh. What does that mean? Hold on, like what What are you talking about? Because this is, this is my shit. Like I listen to this just because I hang out with these kids. I have no other choice. Like... Mm. Who do you want me to do? Or just sit around myself listening yeah. to my hip hop music at the lunch table? Like, yeah. I'm gonna have friends. I'm a student. Like, I'm, I'm a kid. Yeah. And it's like, you can't be like, oh, I didn't know you were this black. Like, I've changed myself, turned turn down my own blackness to listen to this kind of kid so I can be accepted in this community. Yeah. But now that I'm on my own, just, you know, chilling on the bus, I can listen to my music and be safe, like, in my own kind of zone. I feel like you can understand where people come from. There are some certain people who are kind of a little bit annoyed by this whole homecoming movement because they've been there since day dot there are some people who've who've kind of rejected all the things that we spoke about earlier in terms of feeling like they couldn't connect with their culture they've kind of stuck it out from day dot and they you can see how they're mad because they're like well hold on how can you suddenly turn around and yeah. it suddenly be fashionable now? But I think that if we don't embrace and we don't allow people to to return and be patient with them, 
we are setting ourselves up for a loss yeah. because then you will discourage people and then you d- you yeah. don't want to push people away further yeah. you don't want them to be like oh i tried because sometimes i feel like as a mixed race woman you know people want me to be one thing or the other and to some people i'm not black enough to be black i'm not white enough to be white yeah. like girl sweatshirt said too white too, too white for the black kids too black for the white kids yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and like sometimes i feel like certain entering certain spaces I haven't come home enough for some people mm. because I'm st- like I prefer to just be me and it's what I it's what I kind of see homecoming yeah. as and and what label I choose to apply to that. But yeah, there are certain spaces where, you know, you can see how that becomes problematic because yeah, you're not you haven't come home enough for those groups and do we push those people away? Do we say like, yeah. oh no? <clears throat> yeah. But I, I don't we I don't think we can look at ourselves as like a gatekeeper of the black culture. No, yeah. it's not. It's individual. Like every every black kid has just as much right to claim yeah. and, and accept this culture exactly. as we do. It's yeah. like we talked about the cancel culture police. We can't have like black culture police. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't sit a quiz. I can't. Yeah, I can't tell you that. Oh, because you've because you were eating your couscous last week, and now you want to come here and you want to have you know you want to have the jollof or whatever. I can't tell you no. Exactly. You, you want to identify the culture? Cool, come with it. If you if later for whatever reason you're gonna move on and like assimilate or do whatever it is, then cool. That's that's you. You've gone. Um, but I'm I'm gonna constantly. I'm. This is who I am. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you wanted to come and check. You wanted to come and visit. Cool, visit. Ladies, bro. Exactly, and it's like. Being a black person, this is your culture just as much as it is everyone else's, right? And the key, like I want to put it this way, is like the key to really unlocking the deeper levels of this is within you. You've had it your whole life. It's just a matter of really finding that within yourself mm. and then using that to unlock the next level of that kind of conversation with your parents, your grandparents, your ancestors and kind of really deep that conversation. Man's out here talking about cultural representation like it's Mario Kart. Hold on. <laughs> you got to unlock the next level. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> collect all the gold uh, stars. Don't blame me like collect that. All, collect all the Air Forces and Daichikis. <laughs> <laughs> I actually need a pair of Air Forces, though. I'm slacking right now. Like, I'm, Get the D-Rag to reach the waves. The waves are the ultimate. <laughs> the waves are top level. I've got dreadlock. I'm like just up there right now. I'm cool. <laughs> I think it is true what you're saying that it is relative to the individual dubs definitely I can take that away from from what you're saying that it's with us our whole lives really and I think that analyzing going back to what we think of homecoming as and what homecoming means to us it's not something that we all of a sudden realize I think realistically these are things that we felt or we've realized all along but it is like unlocking it and really yeah. tapping into it and being like that is okay to be like that. Yeah. I think we've come accustomed to this notion of struggle and I feel like we only quantify things through level of struggle and it's almost like we're so used to struggle and yeah. oppression that you we're kind of saying oh well you have to go through that first you have to have exactly. the struggle whereas we have to realize that actually we're at a serious position of privilege and yeah, advantage we've point we've got a lot of power right now yeah where we don't need to have that struggle and where we can yeah. alleviate that struggle from other people yeah. and we can bring up 
other members of our community. Yeah. So just because they haven't gone through the same struggle, we don't need to send them back down again. We need to realize that, yes, you may have gone through a lot of struggle to get to where you're at. And, you know, hats off to you yeah. for still remaining true to your roots. But we don't need to send other people back down again. Yeah, no. And gatekeeping a struggle in and of itself is a crazy thing to think about because struggle is relative. Everyone's going to view someone else's struggle differently. At the end of the day, we are a community. We have to love each other. We have to bring each other up. And for us all to succeed in general, we're going to be so much more successful like the more numbers that we have and the more people we can have on board, irrespective yeah, of sure. their journey as to how they got there. Yeah. Facts. No printer. No print. Oh, come on. Every time, every single time. <laughs> oh, bro. I want to burn that saying now. <laughs> it's okay, Dabs. Just keep your head up. That's all I have oh, to God. say. Oh, okay. This is Keep Your Head Up by <laughs> Janaika. You are locked into Hot Sauce here with Jenna, Eldrin and Dabs. Mm-hmm. You just heard Come Together by the internet. Before that was Diddy Bop by No Name. And before that was the beautiful sounds of Keep Your Head Up by Janae Aiko. Heavy, heavy tracks and heavy chats. That's what we say. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what we like here on Hot Sauce because we are here to talk all about our culture, all about our cultural backgrounds, all about our heritage as Melbourne's hottest BME show. So boys, where have we been tonight? Where have we been? Oh, man. <laughs> so we started off the show with why us as young people struggle to cope with like embracing our culture growing up then we moved on to you mm-hmm. know shame what homecoming means to us and how we feel has influenced the notion of you know homecoming yeah. and then we went into the influx of blackness and the explosion of that in the most recent years we just kind of want to take it to the next step so as you wonderfully said there that's where we've been and those are the things that we've been talking about but talking about taking it to the next level do we ever think that there is gonna that we're gonna come to a stage where we can be comfortable within mainstream society, not having to go through this weird kind of homecoming phase where yeah. we can all just truly be ourselves, connected to our cultures within this kind of unfortunately Western world? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think I think for sure, especially with with our generation, it just has to it has to be like in our we have to realize the power that we hold basically yeah so i think it's kind of like at a at a tipping point it can go either way we can go back to the way it was where we just assimilate and all that stuff or we take the power into our own hands and just be ourselves exactly but that that'll be only be that only be able to do that through your homecoming you know realizing who you are where you came from don't don't try to find it fight it and to take that fight ah that was fire that was fire oh yeah that was fire and to take that to the next level, we also need to another one of Elgin's gems. We need to educate. Yeah. The I'm next- sorry. Can <laughs> we rectify this? This was not his gem. <laughs> listen, listen to the Spotify, okay? The first episode. My man is out here teething. <laughs> teething from me. I said it first. Okay. So Jenna's statement then. But, but I raised the importance. No. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You just repeat the statement until people forget that it was said it originally, bro. You're like That's my insane. Job. It's madness. Elgin's a thief. He's a but, thief. Yeah, <laughs> able, we're able to use our stance, and you know, our as older, we're able to become the mentors and the influences. Just like how we had influences mm. for us, for the younger generation, for our younger brothers, for our younger sisters, for our cousins. You know, all of the people that we're able to know, our friends in the community, that we're able to see 
might be able to you know might be feeling a little bit lost especially during adolescence as it's such like a crazy time you see all these influences and yeah. being a young child being trying to make a transition from being a child to like an adult it's like confusing trying to figure out who you are where you are and kind of just what you're all about and having someone like us come through and be like yeah cool it's all right to feel that mm. way it's normal we've been through that but you know this is kind of who you are this is the kind of culture that you come from this is the kind of culture that we've grown up in but you need to find yourself within that to be able to deep that to the next level yeah i think that definitely something that we can hugely see is this kind of progression and this creation of choice and this creation of diversity and I think that the way that this is going to be able to work in the future or the only way that I can really see this being successful is if we do talk about that relative to the individual fact Mm. and that factor of making things relative to the individual Mm. so when we are able to realize that you can hold multiple identities you can be yourself and you can be a member of the black community you can be a member of the heavy metal community if you want to and be a member of the black community too that's fine but i feel like what we will see is we will see more individuals that can still all work together for the same common cause of wanting to liberate our community but have their own individual traits their own individual interests and as long as we learn to respect those and to really give them all the same level of um, recognition that they deserve. And we recognise people just trying to connect with their cultures, whatever level it may be. Yeah. You don't have to be wilding out wearing your daishiki every day. Yeah, you don't have to go you all the way to Africa. Not every day. All that stuff, but. Yeah. So if, as long as we realise that and we all just come together under the same roof, I feel like that's where we need to go and that's where i can see yeah. this working in the future where you can be yourself but yeah. be have your multiple identities yeah. and not feel like you have to be defined by a certain level of yeah. homecoming exactly yeah yeah we did we did yeah this is definitely the era of acceptance of difference and stuff which is just just to find just finding if it will be a phase or not that's the only thing yeah, wow. it's the era of change and diversity. And I feel like we can see that across so many other spheres and so many other aspects yeah. that we have to apply that here within our community as well. Obviously, the, like by all means, like promote people coming back to their roots yeah. and the homecoming. But you, there's no exam for homecoming. Like exactly. there's, no, yeah, exactly. there's no test that you have to pass. Yeah. You can't be like adequately, you know certified certified that you have come home there's no stamp of approval for yes you are successfully black now there's also like no quantification of how black you are really they're gonna come at you with a quiz like plantain or plantain (laughs) (laughs) i saw that i remember that on twitter and like people say it mad differently but like it is who you are you're just an individual you know yeah and it doesn't mean that you're not it's the same thing it's just the pronunciation of the word okay but how'd you say it it's plantain (laughs) <laughs> I never ever said it anyways Really? <laughs> Growing up, no? Oh, right How would you say it though? Banana, <laughs> Banana. <laughs> We have family friends that used to eat it So I was like, oh, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's plantain So I was like, that's, that's what I call it What do you say, Aldrin? Plantain Correct okay. You pass You pass my my <laughs> cultural test anyway Oh, okay, okay Oh, I should I should make my criteria as well. Then if everyone's making the criteria, <laughs> Sazo amazes me. <laughs> <laughs>
your hands or you got a spoon, bro? <laughs> oh, that hurts my soul. That hurts my soul. <laughs> Yo, you know you know that bowl that everyone wash their hands in? Yeah. I'm gonna just pass it off to you. If you drink it, bro. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I think it's nice that we can joke about it though and that we can talk about these things. And I feel like that's definitely a sign of the progression that we wanna see and what we wanna see for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that people can just while out. People can come and talk about it, can chat about it. But yeah, it's all about any level of engagement, whatever level you may have. Yeah. Any notion towards homecoming. I don't think we're gonna see our own like little kind of bubble built where everyone is just like we're back in our homelands, like nothing ever no, happened. That's, that's we're obviously happen. always gonna be aware of our history, aware yeah. of our past and aware of the obstacles that we have to face yeah. and the differences and life chances that we receive but there's definitely progress to be had yeah. positives to be had and a bright future yeah to be i think that, that's definitely the takeaway from this one is just <clears throat> just identifying with you with yourself and um, yeah understanding yourself and where you come from and how that goes in the future because we we in australia bro like we're not I ain't in Zim anymore. Like, exactly. Like, things mean so different. much differently here. It's different. And it's not like we have the community that we were born up in. Ra- like, we, yeah. we would be born up and raised in Zim. We have to really go out of our way to make this community as we grow older. Yeah, to really make changing these culture. Friends. And learn more about yourself with the people that you're surrounded with. Yeah. <laughs> that's who you are. I, I ain't about to buy my wife with like five cows. <laughs> 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 Yo, that's what I'm saying though. It's totally different now, man. We here just building our culture here, and just we're gonna have to identify with ourselves where we came from. Exactly. Homecoming doesn't. You don't have to go home and then be like, "Cool, I'm mad African now. Like, I want to eat sides for every meal." Like, yeah, you don't have to. You can keep living the life that you're in. But homecoming just means to really understand where you've come bro, from. I've got jokes for days. If you keep eating side every day, bro, you're just gonna be sleeping all day. <laughs> Sars like 100% carbs bro You'll literally just balloon up Like <laughs> That's the only thing you need bro But wow. yeah again right, Homecoming Wrap us up Wrap us up man. Home- I'm going forever <laughs> <laughs> I feel like with homecoming The most important thing Is to not see it as Purely and primarily A step backwards Yeah mm. To embrace homecoming And to really utilise What homecoming is supposed to mean It's not about stepping backwards And going back to the way things were To be truly successful In applying this notion of homecoming And tapping into everything that's about I feel like we have to combine it with where we're at right now and we have to look to the future so it's about really combining our traditional values Mm -hmm. and everything that we relate to our cultures and to our roots and applying it to the modern day and being able to see them combine because progression and change isn't always a negative and we have to bring our culture up to date we have to bring it with us and allow it to flourish and allow it to develop into something new Mm. so it's not a step backwards it is a step forwards and that may mean combining it with other things exactly and creating something new but that still in itself is a wonderful movement and a step that we're definitely looking to encourage and a step that we're definitely promoting on Hot Sauce yes Culture Talk Show BME Show in Melbourne playing you the hottest tracks and the hottest chats every Thursday every Thursday 10 to 1 a.m. are we we going are we going to say we're going to go relationships next week is that where we're at 
I'm down. I'm actually down for this conversation. Talk about what? <laughs> I feel like we wild out a little bit. We'll talk about the experiences like of dating. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be weird to have like a boy's perspective and a girl's perspective. Yeah. On okay. on this matter. Mm. <laughs> All right. Ooh, you you guys are in for some. You're you in for some. You might want to tune in for this one. Oh, some no, trees. This is probably the most person I want to get on the radio. Like this it's is gonna wild. Be ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, some... people gonna hate me. Gonna hate me. If you wanna lock into that conversation, if you've enjoyed what we've been talking about today, join us here, the exact same place, the exact same time, to hear what we have to say about dating as young people of color. It's gonna be wild. I can already tell. I'm looking forward to it. So I hope you guys at home are looking forward to it as well. Any last words, boys? I'm just a little bit scared, really, for next week. <laughs> Someone's going to listen to this show and be like, hold on, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I give him a five Yelp. <laughs> ah, yo, no, but just, uh, just keep the week positive, my people. Stay positive safe week. and make good choices. Make good choices and engage with your culture and your background in whatever way you see fit in whichever way you feel most comfortable and in whatever beautiful culture that you have that's it from us this week thank you for tuning in to the hot sauce podcast if you want to catch any more of us tune in live every thursday from 10 p.m till 1 a.m on sin until then stay saucy this was a sin media podcast previously heard live on sin 90.7 Okay, see you later. Bye-bye.